Sometimes a knee surgery recovery requires more than the conventional. It calls upon the heroic. I walk until my, my thighs turn numb, you know what I mean? Or until my hamstrings start to cramp up. And knowing that he had been so depressed to see the joy on his face and believe that he could go on with life, that just got me. I mean, there's not a lot of things that'll do this. What do you believe are obstacles for you? I can just accelerate and I'm, and I'm running now like, like I feel like I'm running as good as I've ever run. An amazing feeling to me. It's been, um, it has been quite a journey so far. We did a lot of cranking on the knee and they were trying to have my knee bend to ride a bike. And At the very last minute, decided to do both at the same time and get it over with. And I was forewarned that there are things that can happen under that procedure. It is a kind of a violent thing. I'm not a wimp. I would leave physical therapy literally in tears. And they were pretty frustrated. Loud enough for me to hear it and popped hard enough for me to feel it. My patella tendon just about ruptured. It was hanging on by a thread. And in 10 years time, I was going from walking everywhere to realizing I was really struggling. I've had surgeries in the past and I've always been able to just bounce right back. This was a very, very, very different experience. To be honest, I was extremely skeptical. I felt like a, uh, a mad beaver was constantly gnawing at the bones in my knee. That's why I work so hard on this machine. I gotta be able to get down those stairs and up those stairs to do my job. The more peace and love you have inside of you, the more peace and love you share with others because you have it to share. I would go into rehab feeling like a million bucks and people would stop me and go, what knee did you have done? And I said, I had both done. Getting there. Epic tales of knee surgery, recovery, and courage. A new book by P.J. Ewing. Okay, how about that, huh? That's a new book by me that is not out yet, but is coming soon. And you can learn more about that at gettingtheirbooks.com. It's a work in progress, although I think I'm near the end of that process. It's time to start to talk about the book and get you ready for it. It's written by a bunch of different authors, all of whom have had a total knee replacement, one or two knees, some of whom have used the extend, others have not. There are some essays from some individuals who know a lot about knee surgery and recovery and human nature. So I'm really excited to at least in some way with a soft announce, tell you that there's a book coming. It's about knee surgery and recovery and rehab, and it's called Getting There, Epic Tales of Knee Surgery, Recovery, and Courage. So uh, you'll hear more about it as we go over the next few months, but it's coming soon, and I'm excited to let you know about that. Welcome to The Bee's Knees, a podcast full of articles, interviews, clinical studies, and advice about knee surgery, physical therapy, and life after knee surgery. Hello, and welcome to the Bees Knees podcast. This is your host, PJ Ewing. I have an interview with Carol from Long Island today. Carol is a very special person. Carol played a role in our national story by being a first responder on 9-11. She's a hero. She is notably present in media at the time and many years later interviewed by some very important people about her experience and about her service. But during that time, during that uh, event, Carol injured both of her knees, one of which needed to be replaced in August of 2019. That 
recovery didn't go well. In December, she needed a manipulation under anesthesia to set the record straight, start over, try again, and a few weeks later was able to get on the X10 machine to really get her recovery sorted. Uh, It took three weeks, and she achieved great range of motion. She continued for a few more weeks. The final results have been phenomenal. Everyone amazed, the doctor amazed. In fact, her surgeon actually is now recommending patients to the X10 so that uh, some of his other patients who may have difficult situations, circumstances can do as well as Carol. So we're really excited about that. Uh, But it all started with this great recovery from Carol at the end of 2019. Carol will tell a little bit about her story, but we really focus on her knee and knee recovery. I'm delighted to present my conversation with Carol right here. I do have one more thing to say, and this is an apology to everyone listening. You're going to hear the patter of little feet and the sound of little voices in the background. Carol and I had trouble navigating schedules, and we ended up doing the interview from my home in lower Manhattan on a Saturday. And a Saturday means little children doing what little children do. So it sounds like a party in the background. It's not. It's just kids being kids. But uh, forgive me again for that. Uh, The interview's great. The noise in the background, the sound quality is a little bit compromised. But that's life in the big world, right, in the big city. Um, Anyways, here we go. Both of my knees were injured on 9-11. I was crushed in Tower 2 when it collapsed. So I had immediate surgeries, uh, you know, right after 9-11. And then with all the other surgeries and my injuries, uh, I was in a process of recovery, and I'm still in a process of physical recovery from 9-11 with my physical injuries. So I took gel shots, chicken shots, <laughs> any mm. shots that I could to try to put off a major surgery with my knee and my left knee and my right knee. Um, I had a plasma replacement therapy, which worked awesome. Uh, all these things just bought me time until one day I just said, I can't take this pain anymore, and I'm going to have my left knee replaced first because that's the more injured knee. So August 21st of uh, 2019, I had my left knee replaced. Um, it was a robotic uh, surgery uh, out on Long Island. Everything we Everything went well with the surgery and the replacement, um, but the recovery, I just could not gain full range motion, had severe pain, swelling, um, all these things that I thought would eventually go away, but just didn't. They just lingered, and I could not recover and get my mobility back, my extension or my flexion or my strength. So many nights that I was up walking the halls, uh, crying in pain and trying to figure out what I'm going to do and Googling what other people did to see what my next step was going to be on how to get better, I saw the X10 machine. And... We left it there, and I went to my doctor, and he said to me that I I definitely need a manipulation of the knee so that I could get my mobility back, my you know, and we could get strength back doing physical therapy, and we could get my flexion and my extension back eventually. 
once he breaks the cartilage in my knee and we continue. So December 2nd of 2019, I had that procedure done. And about five days after, I still, I'm locked. My my knee was like locked. I, I just, I could not gain that flexion or extension. So I went back to the doctor and he basically said to me, work as hard as you can. And in the new year, we're going to take another look at this and we're going to see, you know, hopefully you will we'll get your range of motion back and we'll continue. But that never happened. So I had a meltdown because I I developed a severe drop foot uh, and I could not walk and I was on a walker and I didn't know what to do. So I went to my primary care physician who put me on some steroids and an anti-inflammatory and we went from there and I knew the next day which was the 21st of December, that the X10 was being delivered. So with that delivery, I knew that I had some hope that I was going to get my extension and my flexion back. And here we are. I do. I, I have my extension, and I'm working very hard on my flexion. My muscles in my leg from this machine have developed now. Um, I'm on a cane and I can walk around my home, familiar areas without my cane, but the doctor wants me to continue with the cane outside of the home for safety reasons. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is fall at this yeah. point on some ice or whatever, although we haven't had much of that yet. Where is your flexion right now? I, I've been doing like 112 of flexion and mm -hmm. on the machine I can get to zero for my extension. 112 and zero. And when you got, when we first spoke in December, where was your flexion and your extension then? Do you recall? I was at 88 and 28 or 30 for my extension. We were a few weeks after your manipulation when we were talking and decided that you should try the X10. And I think the big worry at that time was, is it too late? I know you were worried. Like, will this thing still yes. work? And we didn't have a machine available, and time went by. And the concern was, I'm sure it's a great machine, PJ, but time is flying here, and I, I'm not any better. Right before Christmas, we got you on that, on that machine. Why did it work, in your opinion? What, what was different here? When the gentleman, Todd, delivered the machine, he's like, you know, he set everything up. He explained everything to me. If I had any questions, call him, you know, basically 24-7. He's available. As you said to me, uh, call me if you need something. We'll talk. We, you know, have people we can reach out to, you know, for support. So I had to be committed three hours a day on that machine because I wanted to walk again. I really didn't believe that I was ever going to walk again. I'm 55 years old, and I had the drop foot of a 95-year-old woman. I thought that, you know, I was not going to be getting around without a cane or a walker at this point in time in my life. So now I have so much hope because I've developed the strength in my leg muscles from this machine, and I was committed, and I did it, you know, three times a day, you know, an hour each. I mean, the time went quick on the machine. 
you know, I made my phone calls, I, you know, I did some reading. You have to pay attention to the machine just to make sure that, you know, your your levels are good when they go up and down. So, you know, you, you can watch TV uh, eventually once you're, you're comfortable with the machine. So it, it, although it's time-consuming, so is it when you drive to a physical therapy office. A physical therapist, 10 or 15 minutes a day, three times a week, did not get my, my flexion and my extension back. The machine definitely did. Did you have pain when you were using the machine? No, the, no. The, the machine is not painful at all. I, I was able to, like, push myself back to the flexion part, so you have a little bit of discomfort, but you you control the discomfort. If I wanted to push myself a little more, you know, say going from, you know, 98 to 99, then that's on me. I'm very familiar with this device, obviously. Was it the amount of time that you had to do your recovery every day? Was it the lack of pain? Um, was it the p- passive motion that it was giving you? What Was it a combination of all these things that sort of made this a, a success for you, do you think? I mean, obviously your dedication. I mean, you were putting the time in. Uh, I don't want to forget that. You definitely have to put the time in. I knew that with this machine, I had the hope that I was going to walk again, which I've accomplished and I'm continuing to do. You know, I'm not 100% recovered, but the machine has given me my freedom and and my life back once I'm able to to walk uh, normal. I mean, my drop foot's like 85, almost 90% gone, and it wasn't from anything else but me being on the machine and the machine doing its job. It doesn't cause any discomfort. There's no pain. If anything, you get bored because you're on the machine. Oh, I'm on the machine. But when you're on the machine, knowing that you're going to walk again, you're going to get strength in your leg, and you don't have somebody poking and prying at you, causing you pain and swelling, that you control your destiny with the machine is wonderful. Tell us about drop foot. What in this process? What have you learned about that condition, and, and why do you think it's it's going away at this point? The machine has enabled me to get my extension, my flexion back, and strength because I can do the exercises on the machine. So the exercises on the machine have developed my, you know, helped develop my muscle back. It seems like every patient in my situation gets atrophy from not using your muscles. Now I'm on this machine three hours a day using my muscles. My muscles are getting stronger and my drop foot is, is healing and I'm retraining myself to walk again with the help of the muscle development and the machine. Did you have any tingling in the foot because of the drop foot? Was that one of the conditions? Yes. The shooting pain that goes down my my you know, from like my knee down, I have that that horrible sensation, the numbness. I believe that that at this point is on its way to recovery. 55, you and I, they're the same age. When's your birthday? What's your birthday? Uh, October. I'm uh, May. I'm a little older than you, kid. Okay. Okay. Um, you're careful on the cane. You've got 112 flexion. Are you using a stationary bike at this point? You, you're, you should be able to do that without too much difficulty. I do have a stationary bike. I did hop on it because I wanted to make sure that I was able to access that. 
for myself to continue my recovery. And yes, I can pedal the bike. When the X-Gen does leave, you know, whenever that is, next week at some point probably, that will be the next tool that you'll start to turn to uh, consistently for months, right? You want to maintain these gains that you've made. Carol, you and I spoke a couple days ago. You went and saw your surgeon when and what happened at that meeting? This is, you know, two and a half weeks after starting on the X-10. What was the, what was the result there? My surgeon was uh, very surprised very happy with my recovery efforts and I told him about the X10 and that I was on it three hours a day. I found it on the internet. He was just really amazed. It's funny when you said those words, I found it on the internet. I think everyone's like, oh, danger, (laughs) risk, you know, fraud, scary things that don't work that look great, right? (laughs) Found it on the internet. No, I mean, I was at a point in my life where this had to work. I had to have faith, and I saw, you know, what people had said about the X-10 and where they were at and where I was at and how many manipulations that they needed to have after their total knee replacement. And this is the only machine that I saw or the only thing I found that could possibly help me, and it has. I find that people are finding this because they can't sleep, they're up late, you know, they're poking around Google, they're looking up manipulation, there's the X-10. Is that your story, or how did you end up finding it for the first time? Yes, I, you know, up walking the halls, pacing in pain, trying to figure out what the next move was without having to have another surgery. There had to be something out there that I could do for myself that was going to, you know, help me with my recovery. How nervous were you? Because there you are finding out about the X-10. We had a conversation. And then what did you do? Did you speak with the physician's assistant, the doctor? How did you kind of validate that this was something you wanted to spend money on, for goodness sake? I didn't. I didn't tell anybody that I got the X-10. Gerald and I went. We got the X-10 machine. And we just said, when I see the doctor and I get my improvement and I'm better, I want to educate him and and help other people to know that this machine really works and this is what happened because he didn't have information on this machine and and now i believe that you're going to go and speak to him and and he sees the results now yeah well we are going to see him next week your surgeon and that'll be fun we have other things going on on an ongoing basis in terms of publishing research and looking to get more insurance coverage and all those things. But there's nothing like a, a, a good song and dance dog and pony show with the machine in, in a surgeon's office. So that'll be really, really uh, exciting. Is this, is this the end of the rainbow, Carol, for you? I mean, when you get this done, are you done with knee problems do you think or is there more that you need to do with the other knee or i have to have my right knee done the doctor told me he can clean it up for a while but eventually down the road i'll have to have a knee replacement on my right knee as well all right okay left knee back to the left knee how many you've mentioned all kinds of stuff since 9-11 how many things happened to your knee 
up to the point of the replacement? Like how many procedures? You, you described a bunch of stuff. Numerous, but. numerous, numerous cortisone shots, all sorts of, uh, you know, injections to cushion my knee, just anything to try, try to help me get comfort with the pain, putting off the knee surgery as long as possible. Mm, yeah, you were so young to even think about it at that time. 55, you're already, Carol, in a slightly risky position at being female and at age 55, young, to have this done. I always worry because the body regenerates efficiently. It's quick to build tissue, and that can be a problem with recovery for younger people. Um, we just generally see more difficulties with women and with younger women in terms of knee replacement recovery. Some people build scar tissue just genetically. So you just don't know. I've got a lady, in fact, that started on the machine yesterday in Connecticut, and she has a condition, whatever the name is, I'm not sure she even knows, where her body just is like hyperproductive of scar tissue. She was in the military. She had to leave the military because of this condition in all aspects wow. of her body. So that's just unfortunate. And some people have that condition at varying degrees, I think, of a hyperactive scar tissue production and it gets it can get in the way and youth youth can contribute to that so i would have been worried about you had you not had all those procedures and needles and prp and various you know therapies uh but since you did you would have been at least on my scale the pj scale uh, a sort of a, a orange to red alert in terms of worry on on recovery so it doesn't surprise me necessarily that on august and september and october november that you had to go through what you did because it it makes sense from just from my un, empirical studies and just talking to people. Well, I wish this woman luck. I hope she does very well. If she has the machine, she should do absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, she's at uh, 55 degrees with, with pain four weeks post-surgery bilateral. How about that? Uh, those, are tough, well, those are tough cards to play. Yeah, so. I thank God I didn't do the bilateral because I would have been in a nursing home. Even though I do love bilaterals for some people, for plenty of people, I think you probably did the right thing there because you've gone through this. I just, you know what I really hope, Carol? I hope this doesn't dissuade you from doing the other knee because, you know, you had a, a long recovery and you're just emerging from that now. I'm hopeful that this is the last story, last part of the story on your left knee and the pain goes away and the walking and the cane goes away. Most important, the cane goes away. And then you, you focus on the other. I mean, that's the... Well, yeah, when I focus on the other and I know I'm having a right knee replacement, I will be calling you and the machine will be here when I come home from the hospital. Actually, it'll be there before. What we'll do is we'll get it there beforehand by two or three days. You get familiar with your old buddy again and then you know, you'll have it when you get home. And you know what? Whenever that is, whether it's six months, a year, two years, five years, whenever that event happens, you'll be able to use it on this knee again, almost like a little tune-up while you're working on, on the right knees. Uh, it's always good. I have a patient in uh, South Carolina who's starting next week with uh, her second knee with us. And in fact, she's getting the machine beforehand. She's going to go back to the old knee that she did last year, do a little tuning up, as I said, a little prehab, and then she's going to have the machine for both knees for three weeks or so. And I really love it when they have, you know, time beforehand to kind of, you know, familiarize yourself a little bit with it again. You you said, PJ, Google me before you get on the phone and we do this interview. And 
And I said, why? And you said, just, just, just look me up. Yes. <laughs> and I did. And I did not have any idea. Uh, and shame on me, really, for not knowing your fame and the things that you did and the, the contributions at 9-11. And it wasn't just that day, obviously, where you had all that difficulty. It was the ongoing media interview commentary that you seem to have done for since then that I know has helped and impressed so many people. So I know you get thanked, I think, all the time, Carol, and you should, but I want to be one of the voices out here in the world, having been in New York when that happened and lived through that myself, to thank you for that effort. I I mean, you, you probably you know, don't want to remember those days at all. And I don't want to go down that path with you. I know you've spoken enough about, about that day and what, what, it, what it's meant to you. And, but I just want to, I do want to thank you. Thank you very much. You know, we yeah. did the best we could that day. You know, it's really sad that we lost so many people with so many first responders working so hard to save people. But hopefully yeah. we learn from it. Well, I, I, I hope you're right, and I, I know that we're all, well, we will all never forget. I live in lower Manhattan. I, I am two blocks from the site. It's uh, ever-present what's there now, and the renewal and the, the joy and the enthusiasm around that part of the city once again, but it's, it's taken a long time to kind of get to that point, and the site there is a great remembrance of, of of what happens. Do you go down there ever at all anymore? Or is it a place you just yes, don't want no, to? Yes, no, I go, I go down there. It's, it, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I love what they did on the outside with the, you know, the waiting pools and stuff. Yeah. And we have to honor these people that died. We can't forget about them. It's so important. Um, I really want to get to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. I really would like to go there and honor those people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's part of your legacy forever obviously and would you say are are we still recovering you from that event i think you said that earlier is this a continuation this is a a continuation this is i've been all these years um i have neck injuries i have back injuries my knees my shoulder my foot so this is all a 9-11 injury that i've just been dealing with over the years the last thing i expected was to help someone recover from 9-11 with the X-10 machine. The X-10 machine was nowhere near even the the glimmer in the inventor's eyes then. No one was thinking about knees in our family, in our world at all. (laughs) And now here we are, so many years later now, uh, actually helping someone recover. It's it's an honor and it's very exciting for me to, to, to know that this machine is, is playing a role in your life right now and has been um, a solution. And, you know, we could try to diagnose why. And, you know, there are physical attributes. There's the, the aspect of hope. There's the aspect of your dedication to your recovery, the tenacity that you're, you're going forward with the machine. There's a lot of reasons why you're successful. It's not just this machine. It has a lot to do with you. But in the end, I'm just thankful that this is a solution because, you know, you and I were both sort of mulling this over and and I was giving you the confidence, I know. But, you know, the more time that goes by after a procedure, the harder it is to recover and get back in your groove. And so when the weeks were going by and 
you know, we didn't have you on a machine. Those were days that, that you can't get back. Right. And so, you know, I'm glad that we uh, we found the, the machine and got you got you connected. Well, I couldn't even sit at um, a 90-degree angle, you know, like without severe pain. So, I mean, now at least I can sit uh, comfortably at a 90-degree angle or even like driving in a car, um, how you sit with your, you know, you just sit with your leg at a 90-degree angle. You, you know, people don't realize, you know, how they're sitting when it doesn't, when something doesn't bother them, they don't realize that, oh, wow, that could hurt if you put your leg in that position. But I can sit in a chair normal once again. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm really hoping to get my my flexion back to maybe 120. That's that's what I would, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And you're, one, you're not that far. I mean, I would say that in the perfect world, and it's not a perfect world, as you and I know, but in a perfect world, um, a degree a day if that were possible, if, 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 would be the ticket to get you there within a reasonable amount of time. Um, it may be that you, you need to, you know, keep trying. I mean, you're today, right? You're, you're on the machine. Oh yeah. I'm today, still right? on it. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'm still using the machine. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. So, so we'll just have to see, monitor it closely. Um, we know we've got our team, we've got our team in Michigan as well. There are techniques, uh, that we do apply that you may or may not have used yet on the machine. One's called contract relax. The other one's called reciprocal inhibition. They're ways of kind of just leading yourself into the next degree um, through sort of muscle work. So if that's not something you're, do, you're doing quite yet, I'm sure we could get Aaron from Michigan, one of our, our clinicians on the phone as well, to talk that through with you. Because I, I think that, you know, you're, you're, you're good yeah, but we can make it great still, I think, right. with this um, with this machine. You've already done amazing work, but I agree with you on the goal. I mean, it would be great to yeah. get to 120. It really would. Yep. I mean, even like 118. So I have a couple of days left, so, you know, I'll push yeah. it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing yep. it. Don't, not too hard, but uh, I'm going to go back to my point. Uh, found it on the Internet. Right, that that yep. scary phrase. I found it on the internet. It must be true, right? The 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 internet. What gave you the confidence? What was it that put you over to say, no, okay, I need to do this. It's going to cost me personally some money. I'm going to like what what was it that that do you think convinced you? Geraldine, my wife said we're getting this machine. I think that it'll work for you. You know, she knows my dedication. She knows that I was totally dedicated to everything that the doctors had told me to do before and the physical therapist. So she knew if I got this machine that I was going to do what I needed to do to to get my knee back. So with nothing else offered to me, this was like a last hope syndrome. Geraldine, mm-hmm. thank you, Geraldine. I've never spoken with Geraldine, but uh, that's... Did she find it first, the X10? No. You did. Okay. Yes. So it was a chat between you two and that that was that was enough that was enough for you to say let's do this. Yes. Okay. Okay. A plus, Geraldine. <laughs> thank you. That's great. We all thank you. For everyone listening, this has been a, a lot of fun and and a very instructive and 
I'm really glad that we could do this, Carol. So thank you so much for, for jumping on and, and sharing your experience. Well, thank you for the founders of this machine, and I hope that it, it does very well. Like I said, I, I had such a severe drop foot, and I never thought that I would walk without a walker, let alone be able to walk with a cane, you know, and now walk around my house. And I am going to get better, and I do have my strength. And it's definitely not just an Internet product. Like, try this, and maybe it'll work. If you utilize the machine the way you're instructed to, this machine will work, especially early on after surgery. Because like we said, I was I was the latter part, but because of my athletic abilities, I was an athlete. I played field hockey, basketball, softball, tennis, everything. So I know the dedication of being an athlete, so that also helped me. You know, I'd be interested to talk to you again, maybe for the podcast, up to you, but um, in two or three months to see right. how the post-X10, how the maintenance, how that needs performing then. That might be fun to have five or ten minutes on, on that. Oh, yeah, of absolutely. Of her body. So that's just unfortunate. And some people have that condition at varying degrees, I think, of uh, hyperactive scar tissue production. And it, gets, it can get in the way, and youth, youth can contribute to that. So I would have been worried about you had you not had all those procedures and needles and PRP and various you know therapies. Uh, but since you did, you would have been, at least on my scale, the PJ scale, uh, a sort of a, a orange to red alert in terms of worry on, on recovery. So it doesn't surprise me necessarily that on August and September and October, November, that you had to go through what you did because it it makes sense from just from my empirical studies and just talking to people, you know. Well, I wish this woman luck. I hope she does very well. If she has the machine, she should do absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, she's at uh, 55 degrees with, with pain four weeks post-surgery bilateral. How about that? Those, uh, are, tough, well, those are tough cards to play. Yeah, so. I thank God I didn't do the bilateral because I would have been in a nursing home. Well, well, yeah, you know, I think you probably, even though I do love bilaterals for some people, for plenty of people, I think you probably did the right thing there because you've gone through this. I just, you know what I really hope, Carol? I hope this doesn't dissuade you from doing the other knee because, you know, you had a, a long recovery and you're just emerging from that now. And I, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is the last story, last part of the story on your left knee and the pain goes away, and the walking, and the cane goes away. Most important, the cane goes away. And then you, you focus on the other. I mean, that's the... Well, yeah, when I focus on the other, and I know I'm having a right knee replacement, I will be calling you, and the machine will be here when I come home from the hospital. Actually, it'll be there before. What we'll do is we'll get it there beforehand by two or three days. You get familiar with your old buddy again, and then... Um, you know, you'll have it when you get home. And you know what? Whenever that is, whether it's six months, a year, two years, five years, whenever that event happens, um, you'll be able to use it on this knee again, almost like a little tune-up um, while you're working on, on the right knee. So it, it'll be a uh, – uh, it's always good. I have a patient in uh, South Carolina who's starting next week uh, with uh, her second knee with us. And in fact, she's getting the machine beforehand. She's going to go back to the old knee that she did last year, you know, do a little tuning up, as I said, a little prehab, and then she's going to have the machine for both knees for three weeks or so. Uh, 
And I really love it when they have, you know, time beforehand to kind of, you know, familiarize yourself a little bit with it again. Um, Well, this is really, um, it's a great story. I mean, you, you, you said PJ Google me before you get on the phone and we do this interview. And, and I said, why? And you said, just, just, just look me up. (laughs) And I did. And I did not have any idea. Uh, And shame on me really for not knowing your, um, fame and the things that you did and the, the contributions at 9-11. And it wasn't just that day, obviously, where you had all that difficulty. It was the ongoing media interview commentary that you seem to have done for since then that I know has helped and impressed so many people. So I know you get thanked, I think, all the time, Carol, and you should, but I want to be one of the voices out here in the world having been in New York when that happened and lived through that myself to thank you for that effort. Uh, I, I mean, you, you probably, you know, don't want to remember those days at all. And I don't want to go down that path with you. I know you've spoken enough about, about that day and what, what, it, what it's meant to you. And, but I just want to, I do want to thank you. Thank you very much. You know, we yeah. did the best we could that day, you know, it's really sad that we lost so many people with so many first responders working so hard to save people. But hopefully yeah. we learn from it. Well, I, I, I hope you're right. And I, I know that we're all, well, we will all never forget. I live in lower Manhattan. I, I am blocks, two blocks from the site. It's uh, ever present what's there now and the renewal and the, the joy and the, enthusiasm around that part of the city once again but it's it's taken a long time to kind of get to that point and we'll we have you know site the site there is a great remembrance of 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 what happens do you go down there ever at all anymore or is this place you just yes don't no to? i go i go down there it's, it, it's beautiful it's 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 very peaceful mm-hmm. i you know i love what they did on the outside with the you know the waiting pools and stuff yeah. We have to honor these people that died. We can't forget about them. It's so important. Um, I really want to get to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. I really would like to go there and honor those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's part of your legacy forever, obviously. And now the drill is, I mean, it's, I mean, would you say, are, are we still recovering you from that event? I think you said that earlier. Is this a continuation? Yes, this, is a, this is a continuation. This is, I've been all of these years. Um, I have neck injuries. I have back injuries, my knees, my shoulder, um, my foot. So this is all a 9-11 injury that I've just been dealing with over the years. Mm-hmm. I, the last thing I expected was to... Uh, help someone recover from 9-11 with the X-10 machine. The X-10 machine was nowhere near even the, the glimmer in the inventor's eyes, my father in particular, then. It, it wasn't even a... No one was thinking about knees in our family, in our world at all. <laughs> when, yeah. when, and now here we are, so many years later now, uh, actually helping someone recover. It's, it's an honor and it's very exciting for me. To, to, to know that this machine is, is playing a role in your life right now and has been um, a solution. And, you know, we could try to diagnose why 
And, you know, there are physical attributes. There's the, the aspect of hope. There's the aspect of your dedication to your recovery, the tenacity that you're, you're going forward with the machine. There's a lot of reasons why you're successful. It's not just this machine. It has a lot to do with you. Uh, but in the end, you know, I'm just thankful that this is a solution because, you know, you and I were both sort of mulling this over and, and I was giving you the confidence, I know. But, you know, the more time that goes by after a procedure, the harder it is to recover and get back in your groove. And so when the weeks were going by and, you know, we didn't have you on a machine, you know, that, that was uh, those were those were days that you can't get back. Right. And so, you know, I'm glad that we uh we found the the machine and got you got you connected. Well, I couldn't even sit at um a 90 degree angle, you know, like without severe pain. So I mean, now at least I can sit uh comfortably at a 90 degree angle or even like driving in a car, um how you sit with your, you know, you just sit with your leg at a 90 degree angle, you, you know, People don't realize, you know, how they're sitting when it doesn't. When something doesn't bother them, they don't realize that. Oh wow, that could hurt if you put your leg in that position. But I can sit in a chair normal once again, and uh, you know, like I said, I'm really hoping to get my my flexion back to maybe 120. That's that's what I would, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and you're one. You're not that far. I mean, I would say that in the perfect world, and it's not a perfect world, as you and I know. But in a perfect world, um, a degree a day, if that were possible, if if if, would be the ticket to get you there within a reasonable amount of time. Um, it may be that you you need to you know keep trying. I mean, you're today, right? You're you're on the machine. Oh yeah, I'm today, still right? on it. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'm still using the machine. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. So, so we'll just have to see. Monitor it closely. Um, we know we've got our team. We've got our team in Michigan as well. Um, there are techniques uh, that we do apply that you may or may not have used yet on the machine. One's called contract relax. The other one's called reciprocal inhibition. They're ways of kind of just leading yourself into the next degree um, through sort of muscle work. So if that's not something you're, do, you're doing quite yet, I'm sure we could get Aaron from Michigan, one of our, our clinicians on the phone as well, to talk that through with you. Um, because I, I think that, you know, you're, you're, you're good. Yeah, but we can make it great still, I think, right. with, this, um, with this machine. Uh, you're just, you're right. You know, you're, I'm glad you are. It's a huge gain. I mean, you've already done amazing work, but I agree with you on the goal. I mean, it would be great to yeah. get to 120. It really would. Yep. I mean, even like 118. So I have a couple of days left. So you know, I'll push yeah. it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing yep. it. Don't not too hard, but. Um, well, what else is there? Anything else? I, I guess. Okay. Let me go. Let me ask one more question. Okay. One more. One more question is. Uh, I'm going to go back to my point. Uh, found it on the internet, right? That that yep. scary phrase. I found it on the internet. It must be true, right? The, the, the internet. What gave you the confidence? What was it that put you over to say, no, okay, I need to do this. It's going to cost me personally some money. I'm going to, like, what, what was it that, that you think convinced you? Geraldine, my wife, said, we're getting this machine. I think that it'll work for you. 
You know, she knows my dedication. She knows that I was totally dedicated to everything that the doctors had told me to do before and the physical therapist. So she knew if I got this machine that I was going to do what I needed to do to to get my knee back. So with nothing else offered to me, this was like a last hope syndrome. Mm-hmm. Gerilyn, thank you, Gerilyn. I've never spoken with Gerilyn, but uh, that's... Uh, did she find it first, the X-10? No. You did? Okay. Yes. So it was a chat between you two and... That that was that was enough that was enough for you to say let's do this. Yes. Okay. Okay. A plus, Geraldine. <laughs> thank you. That's great. We all thank you. Great. That's so fun. Well, I I uh, it's been really fun to get to know you a little bit. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more as time goes by. But uh, for everyone listening, this has been uh, a lot of fun and and very instructive. And I'm really glad that we could do this, Carol. So thank you so much for for jumping on and and sharing your experience. Well, thank you for the founders of this machine. And I hope that it it does very well because it does work. Right. You know, like I said, I I had such a severe drop foot and I never thought that I would walk without a walker, let alone be able to walk with a cane, you know, and now walk around my house and, I am going to get better, and I do have my strength. And it's definitely not just an Internet product. Like, try this, and maybe it'll work. If you utilize the machine the way you're instructed to, this machine will work, especially early on after surgery. Because like we said, I was I was the latter part, but because of my athletic abilities, I was an athlete. I played field hockey, basketball, softball, tennis, everything. So I know the dedication of being an athlete, so that also helped me. Is there any aspiration to get back to softball or some of those sports after this? Honestly, with my uh, 9-11 injuries, that's not possible. But, you know, I I go and I watch the kids and, you know, and and I enjoy them on the TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's close enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I as much as I would love to do a lot of these things, I can't. I'm not really physically capable of. Mm, yeah. Uh, how about biking? Do you think you can get back to riding a bike, or are there other injuries that get in the way of that? I, that's something I might look at down the road, but there there are a lot of other issues. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with let me get my walking back. <laughs> Okay, I'm shooting a little too far right now. Uh, you yeah. have um, stationary bike access. That's going to be key uh, going forward. And, um, you know, I think that, that that'll be uh, an athletic endeavor. And that's going to be good. You know, I know the other knee is a problem, so there's there's that. Um, but I think certainly after having both knees done and bending beyond, you know, one 10 to 115 degrees and comfortably riding a bike, that's going to be a good cardio activity for you, even yes, if it's just absolutely. in the basement or in the home in some fashion. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of awesome because yes. if you're worried about balance and other things, riding a bike outside, for instance, you just yeah. jump on the stationary bike at home, you know, yep. and you can build up a sweat, do some cardio, spin those yes. things around. That'll be great. We'd like to thank a few friends of the Bees Knees podcast, including the Knee Pain Guru. 
natural solutions for chronic knee pain without drugs, shots, surgery, or painful physical therapy. For more info, visit thekneepainguru.com. We're also brought to you by X10 Therapy. And special thanks to Dr. Justin Trosclair at the podcast, A Doctor's Perspective Podcast. If you plan to go to China for business or pleasure, the main thing that you have to master is the dinner culture. Things like the lazy Susan, should you drink, how to use chopsticks, where am I supposed to sit, gaining and losing face. I'm Dr. Justin Trosclair, and after five years of working in China, I took all my knowledge and wrote a book about it. You can find it at a doctorsperspective.net slash China book and on Amazon. And while you're at it, take a listen to the podcast, a doctorsperspective.net, where I interview doctors of all specialties, talk about successes, marketing, struggles, and all those types of topics you don't normally hear. The Knee Store. If you're having a knee done, you just may want to share that news with the world. If so, we've got a mug, t-shirt, or awesome tote for that. Visit the Knee Store on CafePress.com. Shop for the perfect item that reflects your feelings about getting back to a full life after a successful knee replacement surgery. Visit CafePress.com forward slash the Knee Store. Great prices, fun, and unique stuff. The Bees Knees Podcast comes to you from our studio in Lower Manhattan, New York City. We're here week in and week out shedding light on all aspects of knee surgery and recovery. To reach us, send an email to thebeesneespodcast at gmail.com.